And as the world has witnessed the horrors of Russia's brutal invasion of Ukraine, so has the United States Department of Justice. That is why the Justice Department has filed the first ever charges under the U.S. war crimes statute against four Russia-affiliated military personnel for heinous crimes against an American citizen. Congress passed the U.S. war crimes statute nearly 30 years ago to give us jurisdiction to prosecute war crimes committed against American citizens abroad. In an indictment returned yesterday in the Eastern District of Virginia, we have charged four Russia-affiliated military personnel with war crimes against an American citizen living in Ukraine. The charges include conspiracy to commit war crimes, including war crimes outlawed by the international community after World War II, unlawful confinement, torture, and inhuman treatment. Like all defendants in the U.S. criminal justice system, the defendants in this case are entitled to due process of law and are presumed innocent until proven guilty. We allege that in April of 2022, two commanding officers of Russia-affiliated forces, Suren Zoranovich Mukherjian and Dmitry Budnik, as well as two lower-ranking soldiers whose first names are Valery and Nazar, committed war crimes against an American citizen who has been living in Russia, who had been living in Russia since 2021. The victim was living in Milorovye, a small village in southern Ukraine, and was not participating in the armed conflict between Russia and Ukraine. As such, the victim was what is known as a protected person under international law. After Russian forces invaded Milorovye, the victim was abducted from his home by three of the defendants. Mukherjian, who was one of the commanding officers, and Valery and Nazar, the lower-ranking soldiers, and their co-conspirators. During the abduction, we allege that those defendants threw the victim to the ground while he was naked, tied his hands behind his back, pointed a gun at his head, and beat him with their feet, their fists, and the stocks of their guns. We allege that they forced him into a building that Russia-affiliated forces were using as a jail, and into a closet that they were using as a jail cell. We allege that as they interrogated him, they tortured him. They beat him again with a gun. They punched him in his chest and stomach. They threatened to shoot him. They stripped off his clothes and took pictures. One of their conspirators threatened to sexually assault him. And during the interrogation, when the victim's answers did not satisfy the defendants, we allege that Budnik, who was also a commanding officer, threatened the victim with death and asked for his last words. We allege that Nazar and other conspirators then took the victim outside. There, they forced him to the ground, put a gun to the back of his head. The victim believed he was about to be killed. They moved the gun just before pulling the trigger, and the bullet went just past his head. After the mock execution, the victim was beaten and interrogated again. At one point, he was told through an interpreter that he was, quote, going to sleep, and he was told by Mercurian, quote, good night, leading the victim to believe again that he was about to be killed. During his 10 days detained by Russia-affiliated forces, the victim in this case was tortured, threatened with sexual assault and execution, forced to perform manual labor, and beaten in the head, chest, and stomach with the soldiers' feet, their fists, and their guns. Again and again, he believed he was going to die. 
These charges against four Russia-affiliated military personnel are the Justice Department's first criminal charges under the U.S. war crime statute. They are also an important step toward accountability for the Russian regime's illegal war in Ukraine. Our work is far from done. I want to recognize the criminal divisions, including the Human Rights and Special Prosecution Section and the War Crimes Accountability Team, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of Virginia, the FBI, and the Department of Homeland Security, including Homeland Security Investigations. Their diligent and skillful work is what made these historic charges possible. I also want to recognize the incredible courage of our partners in Ukraine, specifically our counterparts in the Ukrainian Prosecutor General's Office. In the midst of war, Ukrainian prosecutors and investigators have risked their lives to pursue justice for the Ukrainian people. We are honored to stand alongside them. Finally, I want to recognize our partners in the international community. We will continue to work closely alongside them to gather evidence and build cases so that when the time comes, the United States and our partners will be ready to ensure accountability for Russia's war of aggression. This is an historic day for the Justice Department that builds on a long history. The War Crimes Accountability Team prosecuting this case is modeled in part on the Justice Department's decades-long effort to identify, denaturalize, and deport Nazi war criminals in the United States. During that effort, the Department's Office of Special Investigations brought more than 130 cases against perpetrators of Nazi crimes. In the vast majority of those cases, the perpetrators were not identified until decades after they committed their horrific crimes. This history should make clear that the Justice Department and the American people have a long memory. We will not forget the atrocities in Ukraine, and we will never stop working to bring those responsible to, just, to justice. Throughout our work, we will continue to put our trust in the rule of law. The rule of law is the best answer we have to crimes that cannot be truly answered. The rule of law is how we pursue true accountability for the individuals responsible for those crimes and how we deter future aggression. And the rule of law is how we pursue justice in a way that protects people and protects our shared humanity. I'm now honored to turn the podium over to Secretary Mayorkas. Thank you very much, Attorney General Garland. In 2008, the Department of Homeland Security and its Homeland Security Investigations, or HSI, created the Human Rights Violators and War Crimes Center, the only U.S. government entity focused entirely on investigating these global atrocities. For 15 years, this select group of special agents, attorneys, intelligence analysts, criminal research specialists, and historians from across the federal government have worked together and with their international counterparts to hold those who engage in the perpetration of war crimes, genocide, torture, and other human rights violations accountable. Today, an investigation more than a year in the making by this center and its federal partners bears fruit. For the first time in our nation's history, federal agents gathered sufficient evidence to bring charges of war crimes 
perpetrated against an American citizen in violation of Title 18 of the United States Code, Section 2441. The allegations which the Attorney General has described detail gruesome events. The agents who made this case possible were tireless in their investigation, giving extraordinary attention to every detail and making considerable sacrifices throughout. In August 2022, these HSI agents traveled with their DOJ and FBI partners to speak with an American citizen who had recently been evacuated from Ukraine, where he had been living with his wife. The U.S. citizen told our HSI agents how, a few months earlier, he had been violently abducted from his home in the village of Milove by members of the Russian Armed Forces. He told HSI investigators, as the Attorney General noted, that these Russians had stripped him naked, threw him face down to the ground, tied his hands behind his back, pointed a gun at his head, and severely beat him, including with the stocks of their guns. The Russian soldiers then took him to a nearby Russian military compound and held him there illegally for 10 days. He reported that while in forced captivity, he was subjected to two interrogation sessions during which he was tortured by the four defendants named today. He reported that the Russian defendants had again stripped him naked, photographed him, and severely beat him about the chest and stomach. One defendant staged a mock execution of him. After asking for the victim's last words, one of the uh, defendants named today forced to the Homeland victim to the Secretary Mayorkas. You also heard from Attorney General Merrick Garland on these really disturbing details of mock executions, uh, a, an American citizen being beaten over and over again over 10 days who thought he was going to die. There are now four Russian soldiers who have been accused and charged with war crimes. This is something that they have not done before this moment because they are using a brand new law. Although it is decades old, they're using this law for the first time against these four Russian soldiers. Yeah, let's talk more about that. Seeing a chief legal affairs correspondent, Paula Reed is here. This is a first of its kind. I call it a prosecution, but there aren't defendants here yet, so to speak, Paula. Well, they're listed on an indictment, so it's fair to call them a defendant. So it's unclear if they'll ever see the inside of a courtroom here in the U.S. But this is an extraordinary announcement here by the attorney general, the Justice Department charging four Russian, Russian soldiers with war crimes against an American during the invasion of Ukraine. And as you noted, this is historic because this is the first time the U.S. government has used a decades-old law to prosecute those who have committed war crimes against an American.